Hello, I'm Ben Buddyslack, and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. The Swan Song Project is a charity that helps people facing the end of their lives to write and record their own original songs. I've been doing a series of interviews with songwriters where I ask them to share with us one of their songs, tell them a little bit about how they wrote it, uh, and also share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful to new aspiring songwriters, and then also tell us a little bit about a song that's meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Tim Holdhouse, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Tim Holhouse. Thanks for joining me, Tim. Hi, nice to nice to see you. Yeah, likewise. It's uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the chatting time with you for a little while. So, if um, if any of you have seen these interviews before, I do them in three sections. First, um, we're gonna have one of my guests' songs, and then we'll have a little chat about how they wrote that. Um, then section two, uh, Tim's gonna share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new songwriters. And then section three, we're gonna talk about a, a song that's meaningful to Tim in some way related to bereavement. So um, I'm gonna. Ask Tim to introduce his song, and then I'll edit the video into that. So, uh, what song of you of yours have you chosen for us, Tim? Uh, we've done Gainesville City Limits. stuff that was uh Gainsborough City Limits uh by Tim Holhouse so what can you tell us about writing that one Tim? 
So that song, actually probably one of the quickest songs I've ever written. Um, genuinely one of the quickest songs. And it all came about, I was playing a festival called The Fest in Gainesville. It's a huge uh, punk rock festival. It's like 400 acts play. Nice. Um, fingers crossed I'm playing it this year. Fingers crossed. Um, I'm on the bill, but it's just sort of, yeah, if it's going to happen. When's it meant to be? It's meant to be the end of October. So Okay, so maybe. <laughs> a while off. So, yeah, I mean, Rebellion's just gone, but it's like we are all going month by month, aren't we, at the moment? So, um, but anyway, I was, I was asked to play uh, the fest. It was my first one. I had no idea because I knew that the centre of it was around the Holiday Inn. So I just assumed all the acts got a room in the Holiday Inn. So I catch a, a megabus from Atlanta where I was previously uh, to Gainesville and I'm like, oh yeah, I've not heard anything about the accommodation, uh, but I guess you just kind of rock up to the, the Holiday Inn and they give you a key and I got, I got in at four in the morning or something. And uh, there's another guy with me and he hasn't got anywhere to stay either because uh, it's four in the morning. And he's like, no, no, the bands don't get a, a, a like hotel room. You've got to find your own sort of place. I'm like, oh shit, I haven't sorted anything. <laughs> Huge festival taking over the entire town. It's, it's like next to impossible. So we spent the first night, me and this guy, Ryan, who's now become quite a good friend of mine. Uh, said we spent the first night in the Krispy Kreme donut factory. <laughs> just Factory. testing they were giving us they must have felt sorry for us they were testing all their uh, new donut flavors on it <laughs> and uh, that sounds like a dream until about sort of 8 a.m or something how did that come about how did you how did you meet the factory people uh we, well he said it's the only place that they've got like a little shop or cafe bit at the front of the shop of the factory so it's like it's like oh yeah it's about the only thing that's open 24 hours so let's go there so we because he'd been before <laughs> And so we're just sort of drinking coffee and trying all these donuts. So we're like, oh, sugar rich. Sounds like a dream for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. But then we like kind of once I'd sort of got through the sign in process around sort of 10 o'clock, I just hit that sort of crash of sugar and caffeine's worn off, hit a bit of a crash. But I'd already signed in my pass. So I went up to the pool um, because it was supposed to be a pool party to open the festival uh, up up on uh, up in the holiday inn so i find a sun lounger in the shade fell asleep did, didn't i so i was like oh i just have a quick nap it's like somewhere in about three o'clock in the afternoon my uh, housemate pippa who's in the awesome band the Werecats, and a french friend of mine are all surrounding me like trying to wake me up because i've gone bright red oh. i've got sunburn it's 42 degrees in <laughs> in gainesville florida even in october so i'm bright red i've got dehydration and like sunstroke and I've got to play that evening so they all rallied round and found me this motel room for like $20 for two nights in, in the city limits of Gainesville and then put me in a taxi and sort of sent me out there which was really sweet of them it was such a, like a nice friendly friend thing to do they, they really looked after me I got to the hotel jumped in a nice bath got myself together I did look like a Care Bear when I played the festival <laughs> show. But yeah, I went out, played my show. And then the next morning I woke up and I just had this song was in my head. Like literally just, I wanted to write about the whole experience. So in this motel, so it was 
kind of like almost wrote itself in a motel on the edge of town. Well, I was, I was in the city limits. So Gainesville city limits, um, sitting there on the, in this hotel and then just like singing about friendship and, uh, and you know, the situation I was in and the chords are just really lazy chords. They're not, um, so it's like A minor, an open F chord, it's bar, um, capo two, but it's A minor F. And then it's like a, a E, but with uh, just two fingers like on the C, it's a C E type chord. I think it's a, some sort of suspended E, but it was just my laziness and not wanting to move my finger. <laughs> and then like the chorus is C, to G and again I just don't move my finger off the C and I just put a little like flourish thing with my little finger on just to make it sound a bit fancy yeah. <laughs> and it was just like that and it was like oh these these chords work yeah that'll do um and it, it was a, yeah the whole song was just all about friendship and how they'd looked after me and just the and um slightly had a slight panic attack in the middle of the night so it's just literally about a day in Gainesville city limits motel that's it that was all I wrote about and some sort of chords that I threw together and yeah it's been one of my most popular songs ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny isn't it how that works out sometimes yeah. is that how do you often write quickly or do you do you write slower usually or is yeah I don't care I said there's sometimes some things just come to you I think mm. there's another one called good morning Mr Vampire which I literally wrote on a car journey after my friend's son woke me up shouting good morning mr vampire it's another one of the really popular ones um and uh, broken bones which is another fairly quick written one i i did i did put more music to it and uh, and layers to it later but it was it was pretty much written when i broke my wrist and i hadn't I couldn't really play properly so I just wrote about having a broken arm but made it sound a bit more tom waitsy and like <laughs> mysterious and it was just like literally four notes on a on a bass guitar because i was just playing it playing the bass guitar with the one hand that worked <laughs> so sometimes those limitations make uh, interesting things don't they? if you can't yeah, do yeah. yeah you know yeah. i was talking to someone yesterday about um like you know junk shop instruments and those kind of things and like if you if you've got like an instrument which yeah if you can't play your instrument in the way you normally would it makes you be a bit more creative in finding a way yeah, to make I mean, a song you, from it yeah, even in this lockdown, I mean, I've been I've been limited with what I've got. I mean, I found a theremin in the cupboard, oh, nice. and some some junk instruments as well, and sort of like toy instruments and things. And then uh, I've been doing some MIDI stuff. Obviously, I've got my guitars with me, but yeah, I've limited recording other than MIDI. So, so I've been doing some stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I write a lot, so sometimes I really feel like I take ages on stuff um some stuff i i'll go back to some stuff we just get thrown away but I, I try to write a song or create something every day if possible um i took that idea really off of david lynch david lynch is he says he, he likes to create something every day if at all possible in some sort of form so whether it be like a, a video or an idea for a a picture or a music or just some lyrics I try to do something like that every day it's not always feasible I mean if you're traveling as much as I do sometimes it's it can be really really hard you know you sort of 
driving 500 kilometers or something and then you know we've got to throw all the gear in and get ready and play and then by the time you play you have a drink you're ready to go to sleep yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's great uh, great practice if you could when you you know when you can keep it up isn't it so uh, yeah I'm sure that pays off tremendously great stuff yeah. um yes yeah, i've got files and files of stuff like that like stuff i've written and i've actually this this like last few weeks i've actually been going through some hard drives and going that's awful which is like that like <laughs> that's good for having the time sometimes to go through it as well that's why i found like i was kind of stockpiling books but then mm-hmm. i would find the time to actually go back and look through them again and, and let you say sort out if any of it's worth keeping or um or if it's, if it's for the bin <laughs> yeah yeah Great stuff. Um, so let's move into uh, section two now. So this is where I ask for a uh, songwriting tip. It might be useful for new, new aspiring songwriters. So uh, what would you, what would your tip be for us, Tim? My biggest one would probably be write about what you know. Mm. Um, yeah, write about your, like your experience. I, I always try and write in that way, uh, as sort of write from my perspective. Uh, I mean, or something that I know about I mean I this you know I do sometimes work on works of fiction I definitely haven't been to the electric chair I've got something about the electric <laughs> chair but um writing about sort of my own experiences and that's why a lot of my songs are based on things that happened to me on the road um it because you know that that's that's you know you I mean I couldn't sing about you know, whatever Taylor Swift sings about or what Frank Turner sings about, because I'm not Frank Turner, I'm not Taylor Swift, I'm not certainly not Jay-Z or something, you know, I can sing about growing up in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that wasn't me. I grew up in a, in the suburbs of Portsmouth, you know, so I think <laughs> it wouldn't be true to myself. You can sort of certainly write about things that you're, you know, you know, fictional things that you're interested in, like books you've read and like, oh, you know, I read Albert Camus' The Plague and this sounds really, you know, I'd like to write something around this idea. I was watching um, a a thing yesterday about uh, 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 Kate Bush writing Wuthering Heights. It's quite interesting. She hadn't actually read the book. But she'd seen a, TV, uh, a movie of Wuthering Heights on the TV that night and they needed a song and she kind of put it together and it her biggest hit. So, yeah, there's, there's sort of certain ways of writing, but I, I tend to find that being true to yourself is very, very important. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one, Tim. Thanks for that. Yeah. Good advice. I think cause a lot of time with early songwriters is a temptation to try and write to sound like, like a particular songwriter that you like. And again, it's like, it's a fine line because there's like a balance of like pulling out someone's style, but not, not copying it in a way. So like, you yeah. know, Tom Waits says, another one of my heroes of like, wanting to write, you know, like you get inspired by him, but you're not trying to be him in a way. You're trying to yeah. take the influence, but still make it your own in a way. It's a tricky, it's I, tricky thing to, I, think, I think when people start, it's a tricky thing to balance, isn't it? Find, but then I think eventually you, you find your voice, if, but you've got to try and yeah, funny of that. as well is also like what, what you're good at. Like I, I've found that people compare me to Tom Waits, but actually it was kind of funny when I first started, I didn't actually know Tom Waits yeah. at all. Um, it was, I was a guy who liked blues and had been in metal bands and it was easier for me to sing in a gruff voice than try and sing all nice because I can't sing nice. I've um, ruined my voice through years of being in hardcore and metal bands. 
So <laughs> there was no way I was going to sing like, you know, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> that just wasn't going to happen. But it was funny because I was like, oh, yeah, you sound like Tom Waits. And actually, it was my partner who played me more, played me some of his stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you totally sound like Tom Waits. I'm like, oh, right. But I thought, he, I actually, in my head, he was an actor who did some music, like oh. <laughs> Gallo. And it's actually totally the other way around. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, yes. I mean, I'm, I, lo I love him now. But then now it's, it's a, like a little conscious thing of when I do something, it can be like, is this a bit too much like Tom Wayne? <laughs> yeah. yeah, things to be wary of. <laughs> mm. Yeah, great stuff. Um, yes, thanks for that, Tim. So let's go into uh, the third section now. This is where I ask my guests to yeah. uh, um, tell us about a song that's meaningful to them relating to bereavement in some way. And what I do here is I leave a link for the song in the description. So if you're watching this video at home, you want to listen to the song, if you're not familiar with it already, you can look in the description and there'll be a link to it on YouTube where you can go listen to it and come back and we'll have a chat about it. So um, what song did you choose for us here, Tim? I chose In My Life by The Beatles um, because I think it was only about two weeks ago today, uh, it was my auntie's funeral. Um, she lost her five-year fight with cancer and... Um, this was played at her funeral. She was a big music fan. Um, she's probably like one of the people most responsible for getting me into music in general anyway. Um, she was like a huge music fan and we lived with her for about six months when my um, dad was based in Kenya when we were about, I, was, I must have been about six or something and my sister was about four and we lived in Plymouth with her and um, she would sort of play me different music and and in fact her father as well is another another one my granddad also would play me like uh, play me johnny cash and stuff uh, back when he was alive so she was he played me like the sort of rockabilly and rock and roll stuff and then my auntie was like really into the beatles and the kinks and queen and stuff like that like sort of pop rock i guess you'd call it and yeah she passed away sadly um um, obviously with everything that's happened we can go to the funeral so I saw, saw it on the internet and uh, my cousins chose this as one of her favourite songs which really summed her up actually I thought it was really 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 fitting tribute I thought they did really really well with this yeah this song. yeah I'm, I'm very sorry to hear about um, such a recent loss for you Tim um, and yeah thanks for, for sharing it with us it is, it's a beautiful song and I was just thinking you talking about that, how, it, how nice it is those relationships particularly you know, as musicians I guess I mean I put it in for most people mm. but the people in our lives who who introduce you to certain types of music how how big a factor that plays in, um, in your development as a musician having those people who were the first ones to introduce you to certain artists and also um, you mentioned about Johnny Cash coming with that so if you heard of Dickie you probably heard Johnny Cash's version of In My Life I didn't know he'd done that I knew yeah. he did like quite a lot of the covers because I know the he did um he, he even did like some really obscure stuff well obs certainly obscure to a lot of people he did um uh, spiritual by the band Spain mm. uh in the American recordings and uh, I guess although in his certain genre Bonnie Prince Billy is a big artist yeah he did uh, I see a darkness but I mean I guess your average Johnny Cash fan wouldn't know only Prince Billy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's on. I think it's on the same album as her. Actually, I think it's American Three. There's a version of In My oh, Life. Yeah. I think it's that one. I don't uh, have that one. That's the one I don't. I think I've got Solitary Man. I have, I'd have to rummage through all my yeah. CDs. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a powerful version of it. But yeah, mm. it's just it's a beautiful song, isn't it? It's, uh, mm. 
and yeah, very fitting for a, a funeral. Um, you mentioned not being able to go and watch watching it online. Do you mind asking what that was what that was like seeing the it's it's online? definitely surreal sort of sitting in I got all dressed up still. I uh, you know, I put proper trousers on and socks and shoes and you know, dressed up like I was going because mm. I felt it was it was something you kinda had to had to do. Uh, but yeah, it's it was. Uh, I think it was more frustrating because I, I mean I I'm not particularly great at funerals anyway. Um, I've only been to a couple in my life just because I'm I get a bit you know ang anxious and stuff. Um, uh, but my mum I think was more more frustrated that she couldn't get there. She couldn't get down to Plymouth. She was down in dead in Dorset, but there's just no way they could have travelled. Um, and I think it was more frustrating to her, and I phoned her up afterwards because it was her sister. Um, chat to her afterwards, so it was, um, it was, it, it was what it was. I think that's just kind of the way I I've taken it. But yeah, certainly, like the whole family sort of phoned each other, and everybody chatted and stuff, and and that. So um, yeah, I guess that's kind of there it was. It's surreal. It's definitely surreal doing everything but i'm getting more and more used to things being surreal at this moment in time you know yeah like gigs now are just online live streams and stuff yeah <laughs> and that so uh, yeah it's definitely it's been an interesting time to be be around in isn't it yeah definitely a very strange time and uh yeah i'm glad that you're, you know, you're all keeping in touch and uh hope, i hope you and all the family are doing all right with it all um because it's a very tough time for a lot of people dealing with uh losses during this and obviously not being able to go yeah. to funerals and things so yeah i've lost a friend as well a friend of mine um in fact he mixed and mastered my first album a guy called scott taylor who used to be in the band then jericho okay so, no he passed away as well again another five-year fight of, with cancer and just finally just it's sort of timing it's bad so none of us could go to that either so yeah. yeah he he mixed and mastered my first my fir my first ever solo album so that was that was crazy i recorded it all on a four track yeah and i had all these like four track tapes and scott was like we'll just bring the four track round and we'll just file it all into my um he had a reel-to-reel -reel proper like uh sort of two inch tape job um mixed mixing studio in his house and he mixed and mastered it all and charged me a bottle of vodka for it <laughs> It's <laughs> good good rates for mixing and mastering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Well um yeah, well, thanks for joining me, Tim. I uh, appreciate your time. And um yeah, I'll I'll tag your your pages and stuff in all this so people can follow you. Oh, yeah. uh, have you got any, any live streams coming up? Have you got are you doing regular ones? Uh yes, I have one on the nineteenth for a place called Demos in Germany. Uh, which I believe is on Twitch, which is fairly new to me. I've not tried Twitch yet. I've not got onto that one. <laughs> um, and then on Facebook, I have um, one for Cult DIY in Yeovil on the 25th and one for raising funds for Le Pub in Newport. Um, and that's the 30th, I believe, of May. So those are the ones I've got coming up. But yeah, I've been doing these quite a lot. Quite yeah. a lot of these. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, so anyone watching wants to follow Tim, you can, uh, I've tagged him in the description. Um, yeah, thanks for watching everyone. I'll be back with another episode soon. Thanks for joining Thank me, Tim. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers.